Come on, man. Let me give you some trash talk, okay? Come on, man. Jesus Christ, I met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all. Come on, man. Oh, I'm short. Son of a bitch. Come on, man. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. Come on, man. You've got to get mad. You've got to get mad. You've got to get mad. My super progressive mama always said, one day life would be like a box of chocolates. There wouldn't be any white people. Hi y'all, Info Ninja. Okay, I'm giving up on the Forrest Gump accent right now, so let's give it a real Wow, Info Ninja, yeah, man, that feels good. You know, sometimes I start out at like a seven. That's my normal energy level. I walk around, I do my stuff, I'm like at a seven. But when I get that first win, I go to an 11. That's right, this podcast goes to 11. If you can see, yeah. the numbers all go to 11. Look, right across the board, oh. 11, oh, 11, and most 11, of the and amps go up to 10. Exactly. Does that mean it's louder? Is it any louder? Well, it's one louder, isn't it? But I feel light as a feather right now, like the burden has just been lifted off my shoulders. Something's different in the atmosphere. It's like there's magic dust in the air. Because for the first time in American history, there are less white people around. That's right, the Caucasian persuasion has declined. Most recent census data, and I realize this is from a week or so ago, but very important to note here is that the most recent census data shows that there are less white people in this census than there were in the last census. Do you feel different? I kind of feel like we, we kind of got a chance now that, that whitey's in decline. Because we've been told for a really long time in this country that the reason that we're not getting ahead, the reason that we're not better off is because Whitey founded the nation and Whitey created the laws and Whitey created the institutions that have institutional racism. So if we can just get rid of Whitey, then we would have a better country. And whatever they've been doing... It's kind of been working. I mean, it really hasn't been a popular thing to be white lately, right? So maybe less white people are making less white babies. And then we have, you know, the decline. So whatever they're doing, be it some kind of social pressure or stigma, if they want to get rid of whitey, it's it's kind of working. We might actually be on the up and up right now. Yeah, baby. Celebrate good times. Come on. Woohoo. It's actually pretty great. Just think about it, okay? Finally, Whitey's in the decline and every serial killer ever has been white. I'm not counting like the DC sniper. No, no, that guy was black. I get it. I don't really think of him as a serial killer. I'm thinking more of like the Saw type guys, your John Wayne Gacy's, you know, your Ted Bundy's. All white guys. No black, no Asian serial killers that I'm aware of. So all whiteies, maybe we're going to get a few less serial killers. Yeah, baby. School shooters, all white. Yep. Every single one of them has been white. Any mass shooters in general have all been white guys. Obviously, their whiteness is causing them to kill innocent people and not be able to dance well. 
every war in history? Yeah, started by white guys. Not always fought by white guys, but usually started by white guys. Less of them around, maybe a little less war. I mean, this is something that maybe we should get excited about. We should celebrate. Right? Some more news. The results of the 2020 census just came out. And for the first time in American history, the number of white people went down. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) That was an interesting reaction to that. Mr. Jimmy Fallon, The Tonight Show. Yeah, that show sucks. It used to be good. We we had a, I can't, I think the first guy that ever hosted it, his name was Jack something. It might have been Jack Snyder. I can't remember what it was. But then we had Johnny Carson and, and here's Johnny, legendary, fantastic. And then Jay Leno took over and Jay ended up being great. America loved him. He fell right into it. People loved to go on the show. He was the successful host for a long time. And then he had to hand it over. And it was supposed to go to Conan O'Brien, who's just a comedic genius. The guy's fantastic. But he must have been a little too Irish for mainstream. You see how I'm doing that? I'm just blaming it on his ethnicity, his background. He's American, but he's got, you know, real pale skin, red hair, kind of looks like a clown. Not not a really attractive fella, but he's really funny. And he's very Irish, O'Brien. But yeah, he didn't get the gig. He kind of got screwed. And they gave it to Jimmy Fallon. Really? Jimmy Fallon. What did Jimmy Fallon ever do on Saturday Night Live that was funny? Do you remember him having like his one thing that you're like, oh yeah, Jimmy Fallon, he did the goat or he did that. No, Jimmy Fallon really didn't have anything. Jimmy Fallon would crack up in the middle of the scenes. You're not allowed to crack up in the middle of the scenes, especially when you're a new cast member. You got to earn the right to do that, to break character. No, he never was that good. Jimmy Fallon is a lot less talented than most people perceive him to be, or at least expect him to be as the host of The Tonight Show. He's never really been that great. He's kind of a drunk, though, apparently. The guy drinks, he falls over, he breaks his hand. He's, he's broke his hand like twice, and he's had to go, you know, on air, and he's got like a cast or a wrap around it. And the real explanation is the guy was getting shit-faced and falling over. Whatever, whatever, but I'm just saying, you know, for a guy with the last name of Fallon, which is supposed to be another Irishman, just not the red-haired kind, obviously, you know, he can't hold his booze, so I question how Irish this man really is. He's certainly not talented, though. I'm not questioning that at all. And he's gotten way too political, way too political over the last year or two, like all the other late night hosts have, because they're just not funny. If you if you listen to the monologues, you can go to YouTube and pretty much listen or watch every monologue that Jimmy Fallon has done. He bombs a lot, a lot. And this guy has a team of writers, an entire team of writers. Nonetheless, his job is to do one thing Monday through Friday, and that's prepare questions for guests and pre- prepare jokes for his monologue. He's a professional comedian, right? It's it's really kind of like cringe. You, you kind of go, I feel bad for him and everybody in the audience. This is what The Tonight Show is now. It's being propped up. It doesn't have great ratings. It's being propped up like so many programs. It's like a legacy program. If they let this go down, the whole network looks bad, so they'll never let it go down. But despite all his shortcomings, Jimmy Fallon semi-impressed me here that he actually said something. Did you hear that reaction from the people when they found out that there was less white people? 
They actually cheered. It was a big reaction. I mean, immediate. And I'm and this is the part I don't quite know if it happened or not. But you know, when you're sitting in the audience and watching a show like the Tonight Show, a lot of times they have those signs up that say applause or say like gasp or say you know laugh, whatever it is, and they want the audience to do these sort of things. I'm wondering if they put up the applause sign for the no whites, but a Jimmy reacted and he said, I, wh- why are you guys applauding? That's, that's wow. I, I was just providing information. I think he knew what was going to happen, but that's really an interesting study. The first reaction is, and a lot of these people didn't take much time to react at all, was to cheer the fact that there were less white people. Imagine if he would have said, and for, you know, the 20th year in a row, there are less Asian people and people cheered or, or, there's less black people now, and people cheered for that. They would have thrown those people out of the audience. But if they were saying there's less white people, that's a good thing. Remember what mama said, stupid is as stupid does. Well, racists want that kind of thing. So what you just had was a bunch of racists, so I guess their racism's somehow okay, just cheered out, and no one had an issue with them. So they raised their racist flag, And Jimmy smiled and had a little chuckle about it. Yeah. It kind of seems like a double standard, right? Or is that more like a triple or a quadruple standard? I'm losing track. Let's let's break it down here real quick. Okay, number one, uh, to the best of my knowledge, now I'm not a scientist, I'm not a doctor, but to the best of my knowledge, your skin tone, your skin color has no direct effect on your behavior as a human being. Yep, it's true, it's true. If you have darker or lighter skin or whatever it may be, if you're a ginger, red hair, freckles, no soul, your skin color still does not affect your behavior. So why are we cheering less white people? What really affects your behavior is your environment, where you were raised, how you were brought up, what kind of parents you had, what you've been exposed to in the media, in your school. These are institutions that need to be reformed. These are things that can actually affect the future of America. The problem is, is that they've been reforming them for a long time and they're trying to reform them even more with critical race theory. Like I've always said, that's a whole episode unto itself. But just remember, skin color doesn't affect anyone's behavior. So lay off of white people, okay? Number two, in defense of white people, Tom Hanks is white. Forrest Gump, man. Come on. He is pale. He hasn't been tanned since Castaway. This man is Caucasian. Saving Private Ryan. Kick-ass flick. If we didn't have white people, we wouldn't have Tom Hanks. Uh, Eric Deegans, I think that's, that's his name. He's a writer for NPR. Uh, here's what he says. He says, Tom Hanks is a non-racist. It's time for him to be an anti-racist. Uh, Here's a paragraph, all right? It's wonderful that Hanks stepped forward to advocate for teaching about a race-based massacre, but it's not enough. Apparently, Hanks wrote about Tulsa. He's built a career playing righteous white men. He's a baby boomer star who's built a sizable part of his career on stories about American white men doing the right thing. If he really wants to make a difference, Hanks and other stars need to talk specifically about how their work has contributed to these problems and how they will change. Oh, 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 and there's all those other great things that white people have done. But here's the thing is that their whiteness hasn't caused them to do great things. 
Just like someone's blackness or Asianness hasn't caused them to do great things. It's them as people. It's their environment. It's who they've been exposed to. It's what's in their heart. But if you're looking for a reason to celebrate and you're a racist, there's less whiteies out there. Sorry I had a fight in the middle of your Black Panther party. And I had a thought about, you know, the progressives and the, the far left and the neolibs and their vaccine passports. In case you haven't noticed, uh, New York is now, New York City is going to be requiring, on the order of Mayor Bill de Blasio, vaccine passports to pretty much go anywhere and do anything. So if you want to go to the gym, if you want to go to a restaurant, if you want to go see a movie, if you want to go see a show, if you pretty much want to do anything besides go to the grocery store, certain grocery stores, if your grocery store serves food like hot food that you can eat, you can't go in there without a vaccine passport. So you can go in to these places and they're going to ask you for your ID and then for your papers. And you're going to have to show that your vaccine passport and who you are on the ID lines up, which I'm assuming this is going to be a little bit of a longer process to get into the grocery store now. Or imagine, you know, 25,000 people trying to get into an arena. So you might want to get there a little bit earlier. But I'm imagining, you know, it's going to change life quite a bit in New York. But I had a thought because you see the number one group of people that are not being vaccinated are black Americans. Why? Because black people are smart. They don't trust the government. And I know I'm going with the whole group think there, but, you know, there was the Tuskegee experiments many, many years ago where black people were told they were being treated for syphilis, but in fact, they were just kind of seeing what happens as people die from syphilis. Not a very cool thing. Honestly, I don't know if most black Americans, you know, the per major percentage of black Americans even really know what the Tuskegee experiment is, but they have a general distrust of the government. Most of the black folks that I know are not big fans of the government, and I love them for it because neither am I. The government keeps forgetting why it's here and who it serves. It's here because we're here. It's meant to serve us. No one else but us. To do no one else's will, but our will. It's our government. But it doesn't act like that a lot. But my thought is about these vaccine passports is, is that if the most vaccine hesitant, to use one of their bullshit term peoples, are African Americans, then these laws are disproportionately affecting black Americans. So by their standards, isn't a vaccine passport Racist? Sometimes I guess there just aren't enough rocks. No, no, no. Listen to me. Follow me. Follow me. Do you remember the argument against voter ID? It was that it was harder for black people to get IDs and also that less black people had IDs, which is pretty much complete bullshit. I think black people are more than capable of getting an ID. They know how to get to the DMV and get it done. And by the way, when we talk about black people, we're talking about millions of different individual people. I'm sure there's some morons that don't know how to get to the DMV and can't wipe their own butts. There's also some medical doctors, PhD geniuses as well, individuals. But the left loves to lump everybody into one group because then they can predict their behavior, influence them easier, and sleep better at night. They like to be in control. The left is like that really crazy OCD first college roommate you had. That Karen before Karens existed. Yeah, most of the left is kind of like a big bunch of Karens. And they'll take your rights 
if you let them, and they want to speak to the manager. The argument is, is that voter ID laws, you know, those crazy racist laws that want you to show that you are actually an American citizen who can legally vote, meaning you're of age and you're not a felon, and you live in that district, in that state, you can actually legally vote and you have to prove who you are to do that. That's racist because black people are misproportionately affected negatively by that policy. And they call that racist. But the vaccine passports, those aren't racist somehow. Huh. I'm not Ben Affleck. You're white, then you Ben Affleck. And in case you didn't live through the original fall of Saigon, we've got Afghanistan for you, baby. So I'm going to say some things about Afghanistan that maybe some of the folks on the right are going to go, what? Are you are you a liberal? Are, are Really? Are you a communist? No, I'm not a liberal and I'm not a communist and I, I don't care for Joe Biden or this administration. What I do care for is our troops and what I do care for is the future of our country and of this world. We needed to get out of Afghanistan. We probably shouldn't have been there in the first place. We really did have a nation of people that really didn't want us there. And they weren't going to fight the Taliban on their own because they were Taliban. There were, yes, there were some people that wanted democracy and wanted freedom and wanted all these things, but most of them were way too Muslim for that. And I'm not trying to be hateful against the Muslims. These folks live the way they want to live. They love tossing homosexuals off of buildings. They're big fans of women not driving or having jobs. And remember, you can't really be raped unless it was witnessed by, what's it, like four other Muslims? Something like that. So there are a few issues with it. And of course, you know, the left isn't going to speak about that. Disney's not going to write, you know, a, a tweet about that. But they are going to hope to get everybody to go see Jungle Cruise in Afghanistan. But this shit is crazy. Anybody that lived through the Vietnam age or, or fought in the Vietnam War that are watching this have to be having flashbacks right now. People on top of buildings being evacuated by helicopter, people running for the airport, grabbing onto airplanes as they're taking off and then falling off in the middle of the air because they'd rather be dead than stay there when the Taliban arrives. By the way, I looked it up. What does the Taliban mean? It means the learners or the students. Well, you know what they learned? America is once again weak. Weak, that's right. Joe Biden has created a weak America. Think if you're another nation or you're the Taliban right now and you're looking at Joe Biden going, this guy is even going to remember what we did tomorrow? He's not going to drop bombs. Yes, now, Donald Trump had the idea of pulling us out, right? And then Joe Biden just took over that idea and delayed the process. So, yeah, we were going to pull out of Afghanistan no matter what. And you got to understand that as a conservative, as a Trump person, as someone on the right, you have to understand that Trump was going to pull us out of Afghanistan as well. And that was a great thing. It was probably something that you celebrated back when he was doing it. Now that Joe Biden's doing it, you're criticizing him. Maybe you are, maybe you aren't, but it might be unfair criticism. Now, I really don't think Joe Biden's doing it. Chief sniffs your hair isn't too with it right now. So I think some other people may be helping him pull the strings. And he needs help pulling any string right now. Even a little tiny string. He doesn't have much muscle left. He's getting old. But Trump was pulling us out and he would have done it a lot differently. Do you really think he would let this embarrassing shit go on where people are running for their lives? There's still Americans over there right now. Do you think Ronald Reagan would have left Americans and not made a guarantee 
saying, hey, whoever is over there right now, we're getting them out, Taliban, 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 whatever, you are going to stop and let us do this. Donald Trump would have set in drone strikes. They would have been, as we were evacuating, the soldiers would have been pulled back and in would have come the drones and we would have lit that place up like fucking Christmas. Pardon my French, but our guys, our people would have made it out. There are Americans stuck in Afghanistan right now with their families worried. These people, we need to go get them and pull them out. They are American citizens. That's why our government exists. It exists because of American citizens and for American citizens. Our top priority, just like Reagan would have done it, and I think really any other president besides this bum would have done it, is you go in and you get those people out. You send in our Navy SEALs. Why do we have a military if not for this reason? To stop assholes from killing our people. We need to go get them out right now. That needs to be priority number one. Hey, Joe, if you're listening to this show, okay, never mind. Let me say this again. Whoever is feeding Joe his applesauce right now, get his attention, okay? Mr. Installed Dictator, not really president. You can save face if you save Americans right now. Have that be the story. Not how you screwed up the withdrawal, because you did. You showed weakness, you were pathetic, and everything's just going to grow and get bigger over there now. Terrible job, dickhead. As soon as we leave our compound, it's clear who is now in charge. Taliban fighters have flooded the capital. Smiling and victorious, they took this city of six million people in a matter of hours, barely firing a shot. This is a sight I honestly thought I would never see. Scores of Taliban fighters and just behind us, the U.S. Embassy compound. Some carry American weapons. They tell us they're here to maintain law and order. Everything is under control. Everything will be fine, the commander says. Nobody should worry. What's your message to America right now? America already spent enough time in Afghanistan. They need to leave, he tells us. They already lost lots of lives and lots of money. People come up to them to pose for photographs. chanting death to America, but they seem friendly at the same time, it's utterly bizarre. Almost everywhere we go, it seems the Taliban want to talk. A lot of people are very frightened that you might engage in revenge attacks against security forces. Alhamdulillah. Since yesterday, we've proved that nothing will happen, and we give assurance to everyone that they will be safe, Mauli Murtaza tells us, and we follow our leaders. Once we make a promise, we stick to it. Maintaining law and order is top of that list of promises. At the presidential palace, the Taliban are now guarding the gate. They say they're here to fill the vacuum left when the government fled. But the welcoming spirit only extends so far, and my presence soon creates tension. Because of you. They've just told me to stand to the side because I'm a woman. The Taliban have yet to implement their draconian version of Islamic law, but many are already preparing for it. You can see this beauty salon and many others have actually painted over images on their storefronts of uncovered women. 
Taliban commander Assad Masood Khistani says Islamic rule will be implemented gradually. How will you protect women? Because many women are afraid they will not be allowed to go to school, they will not be allowed to work. Uh, the, the female, the woman uh, can uh, continue their lives uh, and we will not say anything for them. They can go to the school, they can continue their education but with Islamic hijab. So like I'm wearing? Uh, not like you, but uh, covering their faces as well. Cover the face? Yeah. So you mean niqab? Yeah. Niqab. Why do they have to cover their face? Because it is in our Islam. Is it in Islam, though, that you of have course, to wear of niqab? Course. Of course, it is in Islam. How it's done is how Trump was going to do it. Peace through strength. That's how Reagan did it. We show how strong we are, how much of ass kickers we are, and they just don't do anything. I don't think Donald Trump would have had to send in drones because they would have known he would have done something. They just would have waited for everybody you know, to have left and then probably waited a couple weeks after that to make sure it was cool. Then they would have slowly moved in after that. Too bad the Afghan people couldn't kick some ass and become a democracy. But you know what? We probably shouldn't have been there in the first place. And we did help like 100,000 plus of these folks relocate to the United States. So yeah, we did do a lot over there after we spent, what, a trillion dollars? I'm wondering where all that cash ended up. From the looks of things, from what I'm seeing on TV, it didn't go to any landscapers, barbers, or fashion folks. Just saying. But everyone, including the Taliban and all these other nations, are seeing Joe Biden and seeing our country and going, that man is weak. And yes, it has a lot to do with his age, okay? It has a lot to do with his age, but it has more to do with the fact that he has, he is now and has forever been completely full of shit. Sleepy Joe has never been smart. He's always been a pretender. He can memorize something or write something that he didn't actually write. You know, this guy went down for plagiarism multiple times, but that's all he could do is pretend he could act. But is he really smart? Does he really know what to do in pressure situations? Hell no. This guy's a fugazi. He's a paper tiger. The house is made of cards. And many of you voted for it. That's right. You hated Orange Man so much that you had to vote in. Joe, can someone please help me put my socks on? Biden. Great job, America. Just remember, everything they do is virtue signaling. None of it's real. They have no backbone, especially Grandpa Joe. He doesn't give a shit about women. He doesn't give a shit about gay people. He could give a darn that there's going to be some murders and rapes in Afghanistan. Disney doesn't care. Nike doesn't care. Apple doesn't care. What does Joe China Biden care about? What do all those major corporations care about? They care about money and they're coming for yours. Hi-yow! Info Ninja. is Black Jeopardy. Yeah, what up? What up, what up, what up? Welcome to Black Jeopardy, the only TV game show where the audience is in church clothes. <laughs> I'm your host, Darnell Hayes. Our contestants are Keely. Hi. Shanice. Okay, now. And Doug. <laughs> How are you doing, sir? Oh, man. <laughs> Doug, you sure you ready to play Black Jeopardy? 
They told me a fella can win some money, so let's win me some money. Get her done. Well, I admire your confidence. Okay. <laughs> the board is yours, Shanice. Let's go with they, be, they out there saying for 200. Okay, the answer, they out here saying the new iPhone wants your thumbprint for your protection. <laughs> oh, okay then, Doug. What is, I, I don't think so. That's how they get you. Yes! Me either. No, I read that goes straight to the government. Mm. Well, that is not bad, though. <laughs> uh, the, the board is yours. Let's go to they out here saying for eight. Okay, the answer there. They out here saying that every vote counts. Oh, Doug again. What is, come on, they already decided who wins even before it happens. Yes! Yes! figured that out months ago. That's another one for Doug. Okay, we're, uh, we're doing it. Let's try uh, they out here saying for six. Okay. They out here saying this movie doesn't deserve an Oscar. Keely. What is Tyler Perry's boo a Madea Halloween? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, when that man puts on a moo-moo, I'm just transported. Yeah. You know, I, I, I gotta tell you, I, I love those movies. I bought a box set at Walmart, and if I can laugh and pray in 90 minutes, that is money well spent. Oh, you know what, sir? I really appreciate you saying that. I like that. I really Oh, no, no, it's all good. 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 Okay, yeah, yeah, it's all good. Okay. Keely, is your pick. Let's go to you better for six. Okay, the answer. The mechanic says you owe $250 for new brake lines. Doug. Well, what is, you better go to that dude in my neighborhood who'll fix anything for $40. Well, well you know Cecil. Yeah, I, well, my Cecil's name is Jim, and it fixed my refrigerator, my air conditioner, and my cat. Yeah, yeah, everybody's got a guy. Well, you all right, Doug. <laughs> uh, let's just take a moment and hear about today's prizes. Johnny? Thanks, Darnell. Today's Black Jeopardy winner will receive the good chair. Granddaddy needs somewhere to sit. Give him the good chair. And car tape, the best tape for fixing your car. Car tape, it's done. Back to you, Darnell. Well, Doug, I don't know what's going on, but the board is yours. Well, thank you so much, Darnell. You people are fun. Can I say that? Is that okay? Can I say that? We'll give you a pass this time. Okay, let's go to big girls for 200. Okay, the answer there, skinny women can do this for you. Doug. What is not a damn thing? Yeah, you know, yeah. 